Welcome to episode three of What Kind of Country? I'm Victoria Meakin, and I'm moving with my family to the beautiful country of New Zealand. It's 2021, and the world is still in the grip of the coronavirus pandemic. So myself, my husband, and our two young children are governed by New Zealand's very strict managed isolation rules, meaning we'll be spending two weeks in a government-mandated hotel. And I'm delighted to say that I'll be dedicating part of that time to speaking remotely to some very generous Kiwis who've given up their time to help me answer the question, in 2021, what kind of country are we moving to? Coming up in this episode, out in the fresh air in Christchurch, level four lockdown continues for New Zealand. And I speak to a lady who hit the headlines here last year when she reminded Kiwis about how much fun they used to have with the playground game Elastics. Well, we're now well into the swing of our managed isolation in Christchurch. We're experiencing some really gorgeous late winter weather down here with the sun shining and temperatures reaching as high as 21 degrees at the moment. So we're pretty enthusiastic about getting outside for our allocated exercise times. But at the moment, New Zealand remains in level four lockdown, with officials still attempting to find out how the Delta variant of coronavirus apparently escaped from a source in managed isolation. So it's time to speak to my guest today. Now, all Kiwis of a certain age will remember the popular playground game Elastics, which was a real craze in the 80s and before. For anyone like me who didn't experience it, it was a kind of skipping game involving three players, two stretching out a giant elastic band while the third player skips and jumps in different formations over the elastic. But in a moment, I'm going to ask today's guest, Lydia Tate, for a definitive description. Lydia is a Christchurch-based entrepreneur and mum who hit the headlines in New Zealand last year when she reignited the elastics craze. Hi, Lydia. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. First things first, as you know, I'm in an MIQ hotel, so it's possible the doorbell will ring or the phone will ring at any moment because the staff are pretty brilliant at checking in with us. So apologies in advance if there is any uh, slight disruption. No problem. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. Are you busy homeschooling during the lockdown at the moment? Is it going okay? Uh, well, I am busy homeschooling, and I guess you could say it's going okay. It's you know it's got its testing times, but um, we're getting through. So yeah, excellent. Uh... I know where I know where you're at completely, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and I've done it for a, a fair while uh, back in the UK as well. So uh, yeah, it, it has its ups and downs, doesn't it? But uh, it does certainly yeah. an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. That's good. That's a good way to um, um, explain it. I think a yes. good experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really fascinated to speak to you about your Elastics success, but I'm going to start by asking you three questions that I'm going to put to every interviewee for this podcast, which are a bit more about New Zealand lifestyle. So can I first ask you, what is your favourite New Zealand beach? Oh, I'm going to have to say um, it'll have to be Goose Bay Beach, which is on the Kaikoura Coast. Yeah, and, and that's purely because I've grown up there my entire life. We've got a family holiday home there and it's just it's just beautiful and it's yeah really meaningful for me so there's nothing like is there the the beaches of childhood memories I think as well absolutely 
going on from that, my second question is, where would you recommend in New Zealand that I take my young family camping? Ooh, I would recommend somewhere in Golden Bay. So that's the top of the South Island, mm-hmm. um, up around um, Totoranui Beach. Um, I mean, there's a huge amount of beaches and, and campgrounds and things up there, but yeah, definitely around the Golden Bay area, Able, Able Tasman is just amazing and perfect for families and the beaches are beautiful and the climate's lovely and yeah. That's, well, it's, it's lots of big ticks then, basically. Thank yeah. you. That's Take, yeah, the ticks the family box. <laughs> <laughs> um, third question for now. Can you name one thing that you think every visitor to New Zealand should experience? Oh, narrowing it down to just one thing. It's difficult uh, to know. Oh, it's, a tr- it's a tricky one to narrow it down. Um, I think a visit to Queenstown would be um, right up there on the list. I just, I used to be in um, in the travel industry and we used to have a lot of people coming into New Zealand and that was the first place I would um, always send people. And yes. I just think it's, I, I don't know if I could explain just or name just a, one particular thing to do, but if it's a place to visit, then I would say um, Queenstown because it has so much to offer. Um, from children right through to you know vineyards and things like that so maybe I <laughs> should say that one thing should be to visit a vineyard in central Otago there you go <laughs> that sounds pretty good I'm very happy to do yeah. that so I'm gonna put that, <laughs> I'm gonna put that on yeah. my list thank you well, um, well back to you now firstly I felt a bit of a fraud describing elastics because it wasn't a craze when I was growing up in the UK so can you describe it for me in your own words Sure. So um, I guess it's a jumping game, um, mainly for you have three players. Yeah, it's jumping between the elastics, basically. You have a, a, um, a person at each end with the elastics around their feet and you have someone in the middle who jumps between and there's lots of different levels. So you do you complete one set of jumps and then the elastic goes up to the knees and then it goes up to under the bottom and then around the waists and um, and you have to complete the the jumps in a set and um, and if you mess up it's the next person's turn um, and there's just so many different ways to play it and and things to do so it's so it's kind it's of a really sort of... active jumping game. <laughs> Yes, it sounds it's sort of a combination of sort of gymnastics and high jump at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and there's different chants um, that that people, you know, the um, the kids will sing to as you jump. It's quite a, um, I guess, a, a broad game that there's no real set set rule. Um, mm-hmm. You can play it how you like, and, and the kids always put their own twist to it. And it's Excellent. it's actually been around for um, centuries, I think. Uh, 1950 and um, I've had people from like from telling me they used to play it in um, the Netherlands and Germany and Canada, Australia, um, Fiji, all people from everywhere from way back so it's yeah it's I guess quite a, um, a historic game. <laughs> and, and, and you've been really quite responsible for this resurgence of elastics in New Zealand in the in the past couple of years you've had fantastic success with your business Edie's Elastics which was yes. named after your daughter so uh, could you could you tell me how that came about? Yes um, so we had obviously we had the New Zealand lockdown last year in April April May and um, 
Uh, I, I guess I got a little bit tired of the kids always being on devices and um, I wanted um, my daughter Edie to experience some of the things that I used to do as a child when I was her age and uh, my favourite thing was elastics um, they were with us all the time every time there was you know interval at school um, it was elastics and things and so I wanted to buy her a pair and I could not find elastic for the life of me and it was extremely hard to get elastic at that time because people were making face masks so all the elastic was being bought for face masks of course so um yeah so it was quite quite challenging so I ended up finding some just plain white elastic and I knew that she would enjoy it more if it was nice and pretty colored so um, we bought dye and we dyed it and she loved it and um some of her friends from around the neighborhood sort of started to get in on it and so we made them some and then I set out just sent a wee post to a local community um Facebook group that we have mm -hmm. Um, just thinking a couple of other kids might like some because I had spare stuff left over by then and it just all got taken and everyone wanted some and, and so I sold to you know just a small amount of people around here and it got me thinking that um, you know if we can do that to this small community here then there's obviously more people out there who would like it and Edie was really keen to sort of start her own wee business and you know join in on that and, and make a bit of money and so we decided we'd basically start the wee business. So and it's, um, it's really snowballed, hasn't it? it I mean, you made, you made yeah. the national press, you've been on the TV. <laughs> I mean, what was that experience like? It must have been pretty uh, surreal at times. It was, yeah, it was amazing. I was sort of, you know, picking myself up, up off the floor with amazement. Um, yeah. So we, we actually posted on this local New Zealand Facebook group, which is our New Zealand's largest Facebook group. And I just I thought I might get a little bit of traction. And from there, it just... It kind of blew up you know within that one night and I was contacted the next day by the media and I mean we were just gobsmacked you know it was um, <laughs> certainly not expected that's for sure so um, and I think obviously once it went on um, television um, and in the news um, more and more people started hearing about it and yeah just it's still going. <laughs> so as a s small business owner in New Zealand are you facing any challenges at the moment? Could you paint a picture for me of the kind of environment that you are working in and, and the pros and cons <laughs> of owning a small business in New Zealand? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I think actually that New Zealand's online business and you know online community has really skyrocketed and I think obviously lockdown played a huge part in that. So it, it's been... I guess it's been really helpful having um, more and more businesses go online because more and more people are obviously shopping online. So that's been really great for me because I'm a hundred percent online business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that's and that's works really well for me. Um, I, obviously, there are cons where a lot of people like to see things, you know, in a store before they buy. But I think more and more these days, people are trusting online, and you know, there's a whole heap of different marketplaces that people can you can advertise on it's relatively cheap to be able to manage a business online as well these days so what's it's, your ongoing plan for ed's elastics so at the moment we're focusing on um, schools and holiday programs after school programs and things which we've been supplying um, a lot of our elastics to mm -hmm. so i do um i do sales individually through my store online but we also are, are marketing to different um, schools and things and also um, into Australia now as well, which is really exciting. Yeah, just looking at growing it and uh, we're still just doing elastics at the moment and I do want to add products to that, but mm -hmm. um, at the moment it is just me and my daughter and, you know, helping out every now and then. And um, 
you know, it's, it's sort of taking up a lot of my time. So I think I need to, yeah, just focus on that one channel for now and, um, and see how we go in Australia. You know, there's so many more people, you know, 25 million there or, and 5 million here. So um, huge opportunity. So Fantastic. Yeah. So moving away from your business to your campaigning, which I've also heard about, I, I know that you're arguing for a new high school to be <laughs> built in your area of Christchurch. Can you tell me how that campaign came about? Yeah, sure. So um, we are in a Christchurch's fastest growing um, suburb and I've lived here eight years in this particular um, area of the suburb. And, and which, which area um, is that? Hallswell. Hallswell. Yeah, yeah so for, for many years now we've been the largest sort of growing um, area and I've been dropping the kids to school and every day you know you see new developments um, popping up and there are thousands of homes in um, the planning process to still be uh, built in our area and mm. uh, we within our ward so we are separated into different wards you know, throughout New Zealand so in mm. our ward we don't actually have a secondary school and all of our children you know leave our particular ward area to go to a secondary school and yeah. that was a concern for me as well as you know seeing how many children are moving into the area all of our surrounding schools are having to shrink their zone um, so that you know they're not they're not facing this overcrowding issue and I just know, um, you know, in the years to come, um, the one high school we are zoned for is going to also face um, the challenges of overcrowding. And I think, you know, it's something that needs to be planned and, and funded and, you know, well in advance to build a secondary school. So I decided, well, someone needs to do something about it. And there's been so much talk about it in the community. So I decided I'd be the one to um, start a petition and put the idea out there. So um, yeah, our local MP agreed to present my petition to Parliament, which has been done, and um, I've sent them a written submission with that as well. And um, so yeah, that was yeah really how it started. Amazing. So you're a real doer, <laughs> Lydia. Yeah. You've got a, a lot of energy. It's really yeah. impressive. As of recently, yeah, I just sort of, yeah, I mean, and actually it was funny after lockdown last year, I said to my husband, I'm going to start doing more and, mm. you know, trying to make some changes and that's what I'm doing. So, Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. It's a great philosophy. I was going to end this interview by asking another of my wide ranging general New Zealand questions. Uh, they, a lot of them sure. are, are for my own gain, <laughs> of course, but um uh, I'm compiling a list of all of these answers. Um, could I ask you, what one piece of advice would you give to a newcomer to New Zealand who has just arrived and is planning to make a life here? I think the advice I would give would be to connect with the local community that you're going to be living in. And, um, you know, it's so easy these days to jump onto your local, you know, Facebook community group. They all have them. Mm -hmm. And there are just so many people, I think, in the community that want to help people and give advice. And, you know, that's that's the best way to basically ask what, you know, what's great here and what's the best place to do this in or that in. And I see a lot of people asking it in our community groups who are new to, you know, have just moved into the area. And I love giving them my, um, you know, my advice on all my tips and um, tips and tricks and things. So, yeah, I think engage with your local community. 
I love that. That's great. Thank you. That's a very sound piece of advice to end on. Thank you, Lydia. It's been really great to speak to you and I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And it's lovely to speak to you and welcome to New Zealand. And I really do hope you enjoy it and, um, and good luck with the rest of your MIQ time. Thanks again to my guest, Lydia Tate. You can find ED's Elastics online, either by searching Facebook or going to the Choice website. That's choice.co.nz. In the next episode, I'll be speaking to the farming expert and advocate Sarah Perriam about New Zealand's wide-ranging agriculture sector and her media business. What Kind of Country was written, presented and edited by me, Victoria Meakin. My producer in Christchurch is Bridget de Goldie, and our original music was written and performed in New Zealand by Corey Borzica. What Kind of Country is a broaden-up production. Mm-hmm.